Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasha Dash. Last episode, we talked about all the struggles that we were going through with uh, with our team, and since then, we've lost the one game, um, pretty close game. That was a tough loss. Uh, we also talked about the NFL playoffs beginning of this weekend, and you know, since it's Wild Card Weekend, we're gonna make our uh, our playoff picks before we get to uh, 76ers talk. Um, and we talked about first game of the, of the weekend is Eric's team is Cleveland Browns going to Houston to start off the um, the Wild Card Weekend. Eric, who do you got in that one? The, the Cleveland Browns, the Dog Browns. <laughs> Is there any other way to go? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking the Browns as well. What a homer! You're such a homer. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm going Browns. And we're going to go uh, strictly head to heads. No, we're not. We're not doing the spreads or anything. Okay. Okay. Um, Saturday night, eight fifteen. The Chiefs will be hosting the Miami Dolphins in what they're saying is going to be the coldest game in NFL history as far as uh, uh, wind chill. Uh, which is about as of right now negative three degrees. Tickets for that game are going from anywhere from like like thirty to sixty dollars right now. People are just people are just not going to that game. Um, so it'll be the cheapest Mahomes playoff game in a long time. Uh, who do you guys have in that one? Chiefs Dolphins. Well, I mean, it's cheaper to just order Peacock. I know. Um, watch it on, <laughs> on stream. Yeah. <laughs> then go to the game and you can do it warmly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll say the Chiefs strictly because of the weather. That's it, huh? <laughs> Chiefs. Chiefs, weather, and the, the Dolphins team just uh, depleted injury. Yeah, I think injuries are pretty even with the uh, the weather. And Pacheco's going to do his thing, too. 100 yards rushing, calling it. Um, okay, so then we go to Sunday. First game of the day, you got Buffalo ho- hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers in another ridiculous uh, weather game. Uh, we're talking about 60-mile-per-hour winds. It's going to be snowing. It's going to be cold as heck. Um, yeah, uh, who do you guys have in that one? Bills hosting the Steelers. Um, Buffalo in a close game. I'm going Buffalo as well. What's spread? The spread's nine and a half on that one, right, still? Uh, it's nine now. It's gone. It's gone down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bills had uh, two injuries today. Uh, the uh, Gabe Davis is out with a sprained PCL, and Taylor Rapp, their safety, is out in that one as well. Oh no! What are they going to do without Gabe Davis catching two balls a game? They, they do. I will say they do have a good uh, depth at the uh, receiver position. <laughs> I had him in fantasy, man. He was a tough, tough start. Tough start. <laughs> 
Um, so uh, Sunday, 4.30 game, we got Dallas hosting the Green Bay Packers, the Mike McCarthy uh, Bowl here. Um, a, lot are, a lot are saying that Mike McCarthy's job's on the line in this one if he were to lose this game. Uh, so Dallas hosting Green Bay, who do you guys have in this one? As much as I want the Packers to win, and I do not, and I don't really care for the Packers, um, I don't think they'll win it. I think the um, um, Dallas pulls it out. They got Dallas as well. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a high high scoring game of the weekend. And I believe it, it's it's based on the 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 the, the spreads here and stuff. Uh, it's the second highest uh, scoring game based on the over unders for the weekend. Um, and that leads us toward the highest scoring game of the weekend, which is what they think the uh, the Rams and Detroit Lions. Matt Stafford makes his return to D Town uh, for the first time in three years. Uh, Rams are yeah on the road here. The Lions are obviously the favorite at home here with three points. But who do you guys have in this one? This is the upset I'll pick. I have the Rams winning. Yeah. I have the Rams as well. Yeah, going with Rams. Yeah, We're on the same page so far. This is the one where I think we we might we might go in different directions here, uh, maybe. Uh, so Monday night, so it's a Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. There's only one Monday game. Um, that's the NFL just trying to squeeze this out as much as possible, going three days here. But uh, Philadelphia will be traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Uh, Eagles are a three point uh, favorite at Tampa. Um, who do you guys have in this one? There's uh, some weird drama going on there. AJ Brown apparently deleted all his uh, Eagles stuff on his Instagram account today. So there's uh, some weird things going on in that locker room. Another team, another coach that could be on the hot seat if they lose this game. So there's that at play as well. Eagles. I'm going Eagles. I think it'll be an ugly game, but I think Eagles pull away in the fourth. For all our, for all our Eagles uh, listeners who watch our show. I'm going Baker here. I think Tampa's going to take the uh, take the win. I think uh, Baker, and Mike Evans are going to do their thing. And, and honestly, when they so play the season, Panthers. you just said Panthers. Did I say Panthers. <laughs> yes, Buccaneers. Buccaneers will do their thing in this one. Because <laughs> if Baker was on the Panthers, which he was, if Baker was on the Panthers, he'd be choosing them against Philly this weekend. Ah, uh, I think Mike Evans is what put, puts me over the edge here. You watch that first game. Mike Evans dropped that wide open touchdown at the beginning of the uh, beginning of that game. They would have put him up ten nothing, and he dropped it. And if he caught that, they would probably won that Monday night game early on in the season. And after that happened, so you know, saying they lost? They lost. Are you saying they, they lost? lost? They lost, but they had opportunities in that oh. game to take an early lead. <laughs> Marcus is a big Baker fanboy for everyone out there. He's got a lot of moxie. Okay, <laughs> he does have a lot of moxie. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. We're pretty much all on the same page. I think the only one we were different on was the um, the Tampa Bay Eagles game. Yeah, so we're all we're in this together this weekend with the when you guys yeah. place our bets. Um, okay, so we're gonna head to our Sixers. So unfortunately, um, we had uh, another loss uh, to Atlanta, a game that you know we should have had. A lot of people complained about the referees, the officiating being the um, the big thing, but. Going into that game, there was a report from Ramona Shelburne who said that Embiid was suffered the same injury that he had during the playoffs, uh, which would be require four to six weeks to heal. But since then, she's retracted that and it's calling it a day-to-day injury. Uh, he's already out tonight versus Sacramento. And with seven out of our next 11 games on the road and only two and a half games ahead of the eighth seed, some people online, and obviously the Sixers land, people complain and panic a lot about things, but some online are panicking big time. And I wanted to t- hear from you two level-headed guys um, to say if it is panic mode, 
And if it's not panic mode, then when should people start to hit the panic button on this uh, on the season? I don't think right now. I think you can start wondering right now. But panic mode, I would say if he's if he if he gets under that threshold that we we that we spoke about of whether he could be MVP and and anything like that. I think if he gets under that, then because you you know guys want 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 to accomplish those awards. And if he's not playing, then that's that's telling us that it's more serious than maybe is than being maybe is being advertised. Mm-hmm. So I would say if 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 he gets close to that and he gets under that 65 or 67 threshold for awards, then then to me, I'm saying that this is something that's could linger. So my meter will rise after every loss, just to say that. Um, right now, I think I'm at like a 6 out of 10 on the panic meter. We'll just see when jo- Joel plays next, but I think he'll try to give it a go against the Nuggets. Uh, I'm partially biased because going to that game. So I'm just I'm trying to put it out in the universe. Um, but even if he does, what then? Will he miss like the next three games? Is it going to be one of those things where he plays one game his knee swells up and then he misses the next like week. Um, and how long can we sustain that before they just shut him down for, you know, four to six weeks straight and actually give him time to rest, even though they're saying it's not a four or six weeks injury. Okay. I get that. Um, I just, yeah, I just don't know. I'll be more panicked when we get behind some of those teams that are creeping up on us. Um, we're like the seventh, eighth seed. That's when I'll be like, Whoa, we're in playing game status now, you know? Um, but yeah, I think a lot more will become clear when Eric said when he goes um, when he misses the MVP uh, games played threshold. Uh, I think once he passes that number, I think it'll mostly be about keeping him healthy for the playoffs. I, I think if he gets beyond that, he tries staving it off by playing every few games and trying to like put it off. Once he goes below that, I think he miss. I think he misses just like it becomes at that point playoff health because now a part of him probably you know he's thinking about that he wants to keep within that threshold right so once that's out and he's not prolonging this injury anymore then it'll just be all about getting him right for the rest of the season whereas right now i think he's trying to play in as many games as possible to keep that mvp up i i guess as far as the, the pl- keeping playoff health in mind like if he once he surpasses that threshold of the MVP thing and all the uh, uh, off season or the the awards and stuff, at what point do we kind of balance the not being a play in team because that is that is extra games we'll have to play if we are if we fall into that ten to what ten to seven spot. I mean I, that that's kind of where like at, at what to, at what point do you just prioritize getting into the playoffs or prioritize not being in the seven to ten spot because I think that's that, I think more so than forget the award stuff. I think that's where we kind of have to find a, like a spot there. What do you guys think about that as far as prioritizing being a seven to 10 spot versus, you know, just trying to win enough games. We're outside of that because then extra games is extra games. If we had to be in the play play in spot and that's tough, obviously MB's health is yeah. the, the utmost, Man, utmost I, importance. I think you got to try to get the best seeds you can get. Um, you know, in the past it's hurt. It didn't really help us last couple of years. I mean, you know, we, 
we've lost with home court. We've lost without home court. So true. I do think that the home court can come into your favor, especially I believe in the first round. Um, when you play in a team that maybe, you know, isn't as good as you, but then all of a sudden that team gets a home court advantage and all of a sudden you look at a you know, team like the Pacers or something like that, and you all of a sudden you playing them at a game seven on their court, it's different. It is different. So I think that that matters more to, to me, maybe more than other people. Um, but, I mean, obviously if, if guys aren't healthy, I mean, I don't think either way, you know, it could hurt you. But I mean, unfortunately, it's a it's a it's a serious concern that we we're speaking about it right now. That hopefully it doesn't happen going forward. And the reason why he's missing games now is because it's not going to be a prolonging thing. So, but the fact that we're having this conversation and the fact that it's so much uncertainty with it, um, you know, has me a little worried. As far as we go, I don't think we give a crap about the awards as far as the Sixers go. I don't think they care about MVP or anything else. He cares about that. I don't think they do. But like we said last week, we're going to see how much he prioritizes playoffs, second round, and championship over MVP trophies. Because if you care more about that, then you're going to miss games, even if you go below that threshold, just to stay healthy. Because he's won the MVP already. And... Have we had a playoffs of, of healthy Joel? We haven't, I don't think, right? No. Either health or, like, sickness. Yeah. Every single time. So, I mean, that needs to happen at least once in his career. <laughs> you know? I mean, Otherwise, he'll be the day, That's what he's going to be judged. That's what at I'm saying. At the end of the day, that's what he's going to be judged on. Yeah, he's going to be judged on that. For whatever reason. Yeah. He will eventually – some people are tired of it, but at the same time, if he doesn't start to have some healthy playoff performances, after a while, that's just who he's going to be. They're not going to be like, yeah, but he was never healthy in the playoffs. Okay, but if you have a whole career of not being healthy in the playoffs, then that's who you were. That that was your career, right? Yeah, that's that's part of, that becomes part of your legacy. So it's so yeah. Um, for him to be in a conversation with the greats at his position, um. This is where the, it, it, this is where it will be separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, yeah, I think what even Shaq was alluding to. Like, I want to see him do what he's doing in the playoffs, and I and I think hopefully this him missing games, like what you kind of what you guys are alluding to, is like hopefully missing games is you know trying to keep him right for the playoffs because he's already checked off that MVP, uh, yeah. you know, on, on his you know on his repertoire on his resume. Now it's advancing in the playoffs, and hopefully that is resting now so he can be healthier in the, in the stretch. Hopefully. I do find it weird though. Shelburne's usually really on it for the fact that she reports this four to six week thing, and then all of a sudden retracts. That's kind of that's kind of weird. Day to day, four to six weeks is a big difference there. Quick retraction too. Yeah, that was someone from so Joel's she, camp. She retracted. On. She retracted the statement that it the injury or the time frame or both. Both. All of them. both. Yeah. At first, she said it was the same injury he had in the playoffs, which required a four to six week timeline, and then she was like. Oh, it's not the same injury. It's day to day. It's weird. Yeah. So day to day means he's playing. Day to day means he's playing today. No. 
today be one of the days off, I guess, or days to resting. I mean, because he hasn't played. So what is day to day if you haven't played in a week or whatever? How are you day to day? Yeah. When does that get upgraded to week to week? Yeah, I mean that's week to week to me. Not, not yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty much day to day. I think it's just we'll see. So yeah, I mean that's just really vague. Yeah, somebody, but um, if I have to bet, I think he plays against the Nuggets on Tuesday. I think that's his next game. Okay, you think he bypassed? Uh, obviously, this game, the Houston game. Yes. It, you, so you won't play back to back. What you're saying? Well, because because okay, let's just say he's let's say on Sundays like I'm feeling pretty good. I'm gonna be able to play one of these games. Which one is he gonna choose? The Houston one or the or the um, Denver one? Come on. He wants to play in the Denver one. And there's rest after that game too. Yeah, a few days. So yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully for for our sake. Oh, yeah, yeah, but why, if 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 it's if you're healthy enough to play Tuesday, and then like why why can't you? Why aren't the other games more important or just as just as important? That, that's what I don't, I don't. I get what you're saying, but to me, is like you you play whichever game you're healthy enough to play, no matter who the yeah. opponent is. Yeah, but they I think they know ahead of time. Let's be honest; he's not going to play in a back to back after being out for. Over a week, or or maybe that is the case. Maybe they want to keep him out so he can play the back to backs and he can play in the, in the upcoming games here. I, I don't. Maybe tonight's actually, not nationally televised, right? What's that? Tonight is not nationally televised. Yes, or it, yes, it ESPN is. Games. The next three games are. Yep. Wow. Yes. Okay. So ESPN, NBA TV, and TNT. Well, he's probably going to miss two out of those three national games. I could see him playing Houston. I could see him playing um, just being right for the upcoming trips that we have and just being ready for the, the next two national televised games. I, I could definitely see him play Monday. Right. I think he's definitely going to play Tuesday, but I think I think there's there's like an 80% chance he plays Monday. I think if he plays Monday, he doesn't play Tuesday. Not if his knee's swelling up after workouts. His knee will be swollen after Monday. Yeah, he'll, he'll play Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. He'll only get flack if he doesn't play Tuesday. And yes. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 100%. Which is why I think if it's a choice for him and the team, he's playing Tuesday. Yeah. And I, I would make the and also too. I would make the argument we we could we can beat Sacramento. We can beat Houston without him. I yeah. think Denver. That's more of a. That's where it comes in a little bit. That's Strategically, the decision would make sense. Yeah. Both tough teams, though. Some, some people can make the argument that we can also lose to those teams without him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with that, too. And lately, even with him. Yeah. Yeah, I think my panic meter is probably right around where you guys are right now. I just do think it's the losing the games. Like, for example, we talk about how some of these games matter at the end of the season. The Utah Jazz is the world. The Charlotte Hornets games of the world. Without Embiid – there's a chance we could lose those games and like not winning, not winning those games. Those are gimme games. We should be getting at home. That's where, that's where it's like, when we start losing those, like we bought a jazz game last week. That's where I get scared. And that's where I'm starting yeah. to starting to get that more in that panic direction. So uh, we're going to go to our next topic here. So uh, recently Pat Beverly has weighed in on um, the Sixers season, as far as kind of giving some pressure to Daryl Morey here. And a lot of Sixers fans are loving Pat Beverly kind of giving this added pressure to uh, Daryl Morey. So, um, Pat Beverly on his podcast said, you can't let 
this year with Maxie, you can't just let that go to waste. Can't let it be go to waste. Nick Nurse ain't having that shit. He he wants to win at a high level, so you got to make the team better. That's what Pat Beverly said, and he's getting a lot of love from Sixers fans. They love they love that. Um, and on the uh, uh, Wojnarowski podcast, um, it was said that Daryl Morey is always big game hunting, but is more likely to make upgrades on the margins. Um, it also said Sixers are in great position to make some more dramatic upgrades next offseason. Good players would certainly love to join Embiid and Maxi. My question to you guys is, do you think Beverly is talking about an upgrade around the margins or is he talking about something bigger? And do you think it would be a mistake to wait for the offseason to make these dramatic upgrades? Um, I think, I think he, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think an upgraded meaning whatever they feel makes the team better and in a better position to win a championship. I, I think that's, that's basically what I'm saying. Let's, let's not, try to create a championship team this summer if we have an opportunity right now to create that same championship move. Um, Is it a James Harden type splash? Yeah. I mean, those expectations were there when James came. Um, But I I do think that when he says wasting the, you know, their seasons or their career, I mean, he's basically saying, we got to take every amount of time that we have to maximize winning the championship while Joel's playing the way he's playing and Maxie's playing the way he's playing. And three months from now, making that decision could, why wait is what he's saying. Why wait? If, if we got an opportunity to do it right now, let's do it. So I don't know how that can look. I'm not, I'm not trying to say I know how that can look, but I understand what he's, what he's asking. I'm just saying what I feel that he's asking or saying. But you definitely think he means making a move that will move the needle, right? Because around the margins, just making us marginally better, it's not really doing anything, right? Yeah, I I think that if I can put it in my own words. Making us better and making us a championship team are two different things, right? If I can put put it in my own words, I would – think that he's saying let's not sit around and wait and for free agency and try to get a free agent to come let's let's make a move let's use these picks let's use this cap space and all of these moves that we can that we can can make let's let's do it right now it's guys that are available right now that can help us for this season Mm -hmm. and then build into whatever happens from there yeah yeah when i heard that i thought he meant um Similar, I thought he meant like do something that's going to move the needle enough to a get us past the second round, b make us a championship team, either a finals appearance or a ring. Otherwise, isn't that just a waste? If you're just making a move to make us a little like a one or two plus win team, is that what's that, that's just making a move to say you made a move, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, it has to be something that's going to put us over the edge. Um, what's cool about this is though, whether it's trade to bring in a guard depth around the margins like a Caruso or a Tyus Jones or it's like a big piece that comes in and starts next to Maxi like a Murray or a Levine um, or Bogey um either way Bev's gonna lose minutes right so he's I think it's cool that a player is saying bring in a guy even if it means I sacrifice the low amount of minutes I get right now. Right. I, I would rather us 
be a better team and I get less minutes, then I get more minutes and us remain in this area. I think that's – you don't hear a lot of guys say that. Uh, I think that's cool that he did that. That's why um, I'm getting a lot of love from everybody. Yeah, as far as waiting goes, he, go ahead. He also, you know, you know, I don't, I don't particularly think that when he's talking about making that move, he's talking about making that move that to impact his minutes. I do not believe that. Um, <clears throat> but there, there's other positions that maybe could be at play. But I do not think sure. Maybe he's talking about sacrificing minutes, but to to not play, I, I don't think that he views this situation without him having some kind of impact on the game. Cause I know that he believes what he brings to the table um, isn't something you can necessarily find a lot in the NBA right now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But there's that chance, right? There's a chance of that, especially yeah, when there's a chance with any move that someone it's going to be, at, it's going to have to be sacrifices made from a lot of guys. Well, like if he goes on Twitter and he sees all the names that, are attached to us and rumors. I mean, he knows some of those guys are one and two guards that are going to, you know, obviously if they're bringing yeah, in, and also there's one and two guards that like, I don't think that Pat Bell believe that Caruso can come in here and do more than he can do with the same opportunity. That's true. So I don't, think that's, why, yeah. so I don't think that's the move he's talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why he's saying, which why we we're, we're saying that when he says this, it means make a move a needle move, not just a move. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as waiting goes, I think you could kind of do both. Uh, the whole make a move for this year and beyond, but it goes back to we've talked about this last few weeks, like how they really envision they're playing with Melton and Tobias. I think they play a large part because in the off season, if you want to free up 60 something million dollars, like people have talked about, you'd have to renounce everybody's rights except for Maxi Embiid, Reed and Springer to have that 50 to 60 million. Um, and at this point, who's that for anyway, every, every week someone gets resigned or, or, or traded to another team that we lose an option from that. So I heard that we're the free agent boogeyman and we're scaring any team that's going to try to trade for Siakam so we're going to wait and overpay him in the offseason, not have him for this playoff run. I just, I don't, it just, I think there could be a happy medium here, but it all depends on two factors. How bad do you want a player who's currently available? And who do you think will be available this offseason, whether that's a free agent or a, a future free agent who's maybe, you know, being shopped around by his team, like a, a Brandon Ingram who's got one more year left, but they don't know their plan, right? Um, so they can make a move for a guy who's making like 17 to 25, which does cover a lot of the guys we've talked about. And they can still have like 40, 45 million to spend in free agency, which is a lot of money. So they can still maybe have a little bit of both. You get a guy who can help you this year and still have some flexibility for next year, which is probably why Murray's being talked about a lot more than like Eric, like you said, you don't think he's the best fit, but he keeps coming up in, in rumors with Philly despite that. Because I think his cap number is is just so good. It's a, it's a, it's a good number for us. Talking about Darren Morey and moves being made and, and all that stuff, uh, Doc Rivers made an interesting comment about that on the Bill Simmons podcast. Um, and he said one of the many issues that he had with Darren Morey was, quote, he talks too much and trying to coach a team every day and your guys are mentioned in trades every day. And then here comes the coach saying, hey, I want you to play a lesser role or I want you to do this. 
And he's like, why? You guys talk about me every day about being traded. I'm not buying in. So it makes it hard. Eric, I was dying to ask you this question as a former player. What are your thoughts on what Doc said as far as uh, Doc player uh, Doc saying that players resisted um, buying in because of these uh, trade rumors? I mean, I don't know their situation, but I, I can see that happening. Um, if, if, if a guy's name is floated out there a lot, I can see it becoming an issue. And, and if a guy's name is out there, they're not going to – most of the time they're not going to disassociate the coach from the GM. They're going to think that they're all aligned. So the coach is the one that's just going to hear it all. The, the GM may, may hear it from the agent, but the coach is going to feel it from the player. So it doesn't surprise me that, that, that Doc would bring up a situation like that because – I could see it playing out like that with guys' names that are floated. So whether it happened, I mean, I, that's, you know, he, that's Doc's truth. But I, I'm saying that it, it does not surprise me to hear that. Hmm. Like, so back in the day, I mean, I was just playing to your, like I said, this stuff wasn't as, you know, relevant as far as the social media aspect of, you know, being reports all the time. But I mean, there was newspaper reports of stuff like this. I mean, did that, I mean, did they ever impact, you know, guys or hearing their names or rumblings? Oh, I could be possibly traded. Like would a yes, player be less. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. It does. So people always say, well, you didn't live in the social media um, time. You know, I didn't play in the social media time, but the difference with social media to me and, when I play is that social media has allowed people that I don't want to say aren't relevant, but they, they aren't, you have so many opinions for people that aren't really involved in the team that, that aren't there. Um, that aren't going to, to the interviews that aren't going to practices. They aren't going to games. They have no relationship with team. And there's so many other people, so many opinions. Whereas when we play, it was the same thing. It just, you had a smaller group of people that had a bigger influence. The, the beat writers, the, you know, in Philly, the radio talk radio was basically social media. It was probably worse um, because people would gather opinions about how, how somebody f- felt about a guy or, or team. Um, and then they would kind of grab that opinion. So in some ways that was probably worse. Um, you had a young, energetic Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I mean, Steve was that's what I'm saying. He was a beat writer with us. So, so, um, so, so people have their opinions. Like people said what they said. I mean, they, it was, it was maybe it wasn't as national or international as it is right now with social media, but it was more local, centralized that national people would grab and if national people grabbed it they grabbed the opinion of that particular person and a lot of times you couldn't really just like people could say a lot of things you couldn't really defend yourself either because that opinion was out there so i mean i i i i know that when people have said stuff like that in the past i mean it, it can it will affect guys if their names are in constant rumors and it could, it could fracture a locker room. It can. Um, so I, I believe that doc is, 
I don't I don't believe that I don't I'm not trying to say whether Doc is is saying the situation that happened while he was there. I'm just saying the situation that he brought up, I know for a fact that it has happened. It has happened on teams that I've played on. And I, I know for a fact it's happened on other teams. So that's not a surprise to me that he's saying how that can fracture a team or players or a locker room. Now, as far as Daryl Morey talking a lot and all that stuff, that's all the stuff I don't know. Right. But I'm just saying if it is, for I, I know for a fact that those type of situations can hinder um, your success. Yeah. And you can apply that to like, you know, every day, like a, like a, like a corporate job. You hear there's yeah. there's cuts being made, layoffs being made. You're like, yeah. shoot, that's gonna happen to me. Like, oh man, like it, it could happen to me. Like if someone I work with just got laid off, like that might happen to me. And like, so I'm not this team spirit guy anymore. I'm like, oh man, it's got my days, my days are numbered yeah. here, so I don't give really give a crap. So but I mean, to play devil's advocate on this, a GM's job is to make a team better, right? So you can't do that without talking. So like Telling him not to talk so much is saying don't do your job, and then he yeah, gets but, fired. But, but, but I don't think he's talking about talking to other teams. I think he's talking about talking to media folks who run their mouth. That's what that's what the talking is about. You talking to another team? Why does all these different reporters get get, get the article? Now it may not come from him, but if you know you're talking to, if you know you have a conversation with one particular team, right, mm-hmm. and you didn't talk to a media person, right? But that media person has just reported your conversation. Now, where do you think that media person got it? <laughs> that team yeah. you were talking to. Probably, yeah. Then maybe you then then you got to gauge not to talk to that team then. That, that that's so sometimes it's about gauging your conversations and knowing when you say stuff who you're talking to and where are they getting that information from? And if it's accurate, then you kind of know. Well, it's interesting, too, because his example that he brought up after this was um, in Boston with uh, with Rondo. And he's like, Rondo, because I was at the gym one day. This is Doc. I was at the gym one day, and all of a sudden I saw the headline news. The main report of the day was Rondo might be shipped out. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> so he goes, I called Danny right away, and I was like, what is this? And Danny's like, I have no friggin' idea what that is. I didn't, I'm not shopping him. So I don't know what that is. He goes, dude, it's, it's the top story on sports center right now. And he's like, well, I didn't, I'm not doing that. So I don't know what the hell they're talking about. So those are situations where it's like, man, like where did that come? I don't even have no idea. So he called Rondo about it. And Rondo was like, I mean, naturally his reaction was came from somewhere, dude. Like, I don't know how true it is, but it's yeah. not – I mean, it came – someone yeah, said that. just throw it up on the wall and it stayed. Yeah, yeah. it's being talked about somewhere. somewhere. Like, yeah. someone said something to somebody. So, um, the other thing I, I wanted to say on this was, in Daryl Morey's tenure here, there really hasn't been a lot of that, though, with our team. Matisse was the guy whose name popped up a lot. And then, obviously, Tobias. Tobias' name has popped up ever since he signed that contract. So, like, that's before Maury came here. But as far as, like, players that got shipped out that, you know, that were talked a lot about being traded, it was mostly Thibel. I, so, I don't know where these rumors he's talking about. So, I mean, because, I mean, that that just sounded weird to me. Um, 
And the other thing I found funny, this is classic Doc. Someone posted a quote from Doc, I think from last year, the year before, saying, we need to go out and get a guard. It's as simple as that. <laughs> so, like, you're telling your GM to get players, but you don't want him to talk to people about guys that ship out. I mean, like, you're asking him to go get a player. Your team knows that you're going to ship somebody out for that player, right? Most likely. So, it's like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I Doc needs to I stop talking. A, I, don't have, I don't have a problem with, with um, that. Because he said it publicly. It's the rumors where people are in your face saying one thing and doing another. It's the backstabbing feel. Those are the issues. Most guys don't have a problem with people that are out front with it. If you're a guard on that team and he says, go get a, we need a guard. You don't, you're not upset by that a little bit. No, I mean, when he said that it was because they were, haven't they were having guard issues were they not yeah i, I wish you could find that i wish you could find that that quote I, that, yeah, I, just I mean they were having injuries or something it was something else that was going on so if if you, you watch their guards like if they if they had guard issues then it, that wasn't the secret they had guards true they but most guys in trade reverse there's yeah, something going on right? but they had guards that they weren't i don't know when he said it i'm assuming he said it when james was there one maxi isn't the maxi is now then what other guards did they have? But most guys that are in trade rumors, there's a reason. There's smoke. There's fire. There's a I reason why they're in trade rumors. What, 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 guards, what guards did they have that you would be like, I shouldn't get traded? It, I think That's if I remember saying, correctly. Like you, yeah, you don't. You it can be justifiable, though, but it doesn't, doesn't mean the player's feelings and morale gets lower when he hears that, right? Because he's saying, "How can you coach a team when your guys would you rather him? Would you rather him um, say it publicly, or would you rather him um, tell you you you're not going anywhere and then go in private and, and all of a sudden you hear your name in rumors?" I would rather him not complain about Maury doing his job when he asked him to do his job a year before. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, don't complain about a guy making phone calls if you're asking him to make phone calls for you. You know what I mean? Like, that's the part that bothers me. You're going to complain about that after you're on the record for saying, go get somebody to help me out. Yeah, I understand that. But what, 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 I'm, that, but that's, that's the difference. He, he's not saying that he never said anything. He said the issue is Daryl Morey, he said he talks a lot. So, do you talk about one time versus a guy that talks all the time about stuff? That is different. But you can go get a one quote when the guy says something, then all of a sudden, compared to when he's saying the guy talks a lot all the time. That's mm-hmm. it's not the same, but it's it, but it's Maury's job to talk is what I was saying earlier though. It's not Doc's job to do that. Yeah, but I think what he's saying, what Eric's saying, is that, that as far as the difference there is, Doc Doc saying it at a press conference or whatever. Daryl's doing this behind closed doors, saying stuff to other guys, not actually coming out and saying, you know, saying. Well, there's, you know, there's leverage to all this. You can't go out and say that all the time. Your leverage is shot. Part of this is the game you play. Okay, it, it, it is. You're right. It is leverage to all this. So it's it, you also have that right to do that, and you also have the ability for guys to get disappointed when their names are in rumors. When you sure act no, in no. one way, then all of a sudden, that's all I'm saying. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I just Doc wanted kind of like sympathy for him for you know how hard my job was because Daryl's out here making phone calls because I'm asking him to. It's like, well, what do you mean, dude? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, 
I don't think that, and I didn't see the, the interview. I don't think that he would necessarily want sympathy. I just think that he understands the coaching aspect. And if you have a GM like that, that's more prone to kind of talk it out more to keep it to the chest, then this is something that can come from that. Yeah. Yeah. The more and more that comes out. And I think those are accurate statements. There are problems. I think those are accurate statements, but I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think this, what Maury, if he does it, I don't think he's wrong for it. If that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he's wrong for how, he goes about his business sure, i'm just yeah, saying yeah. this is something that could happen from doing it that way yeah uh speaking of doc and backstabbing um maxi came out and refuted the whole report you see this maxi came out and refuted the whole report that it was his idea to be benched last year by the way when he called him and told me why to come up with that it was not maxi's idea remember last year it was maxi volunteered to come off the bench he just yeah. said that was not. He, just, he the other day he just said that was not true. That's not. He got called and told that. He was called and told that. Yeah, I I I, I get that, and I said that when it happened that was there was no way he would. Yeah. He he went to them and said that, but I just don't understand why he went along with it last year and then saying about talking about it now. If you didn't say anything yeah. last year about it, why you why are we talking about it now? Mm-hmm. You should you should have called it out when it happened. This is probably. I'm I'm, I'm a team guy, but I'm. I'm not for this. It's nothing wrong with him saying that. Yeah. But now since you plan well and you're about to be an all-star and things are going well for you, now you come out and say that. <laughs> like, I don't like that part. Mm-hmm. Just just say it then when, they, when it came out. If you didn't want to say it then, just let it go. Maybe he doesn't like Doc coming out every other day with a new interview, dogging on Philadelphia and stuff every, every other day. Maybe he's like, you know what, Doc? All right. Well, you know what? You're not the man of truth. Right? With, with what I'm saying is, is, is that don't make Doc look worse by saying it was, it was by you coming out and saying that I didn't say that. Like, then why didn't you? Why did you say you said it? Because he he said he agreed to that. Yeah. Yeah, but if you don't, Eric, you're calling your coach a liar to everybody. That's awkward. It's, it's right. Look, because Doc said it first. Tyrese called me. He said, "I want to come off the bench," and you're like, "Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I did." Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with this. It's nothing wrong with him saying that. If that's his truth. Yeah. Or how your agents say it. Like the people have the agents say stuff all the time. But he controls your minutes, that guy, right? So if you call him a liar, good luck getting those minutes back, right? No. Really? He called you a liar? Did he just call him a liar? Is that what you say? <laughs> oh yeah, now because he doesn't he control his minutes anymore. Came and did it. Well, because he doesn't. He basically his... came and said he didn't do it. I, I, look, that's why I'm saying it's all about telling your truth. Then you don't have to worry about anything else if you just say your truth. And this is also something to say, Marcus. Like you said, you know, any job in any corporate world, similar, similar idea. Like you don't want to call your the guy who controls your workload out in front of. Not even in front of the company, but in front of the whole world. You'd be worried about how that guy impacts your playing time and your performance going forward, right? Like, wouldn't you be worried about that? I, I'd be worried about yeah, that. I've had I've had similar things where I thought like I did something and like yeah, there was gonna be a vendetta on, on my ass. <laughs> yeah, of course. I understand. I understand that, but I also understand that the NBA is different, guys. When yeah. it, from that aspect. If you're a young guy on a one-year deal, I get it. Sometimes you kind of like bite your tongue a little bit. 
Um, but there's no way that Maxie, the way he was playing, and for him to be represented by Rich Paul, for him to be worried about telling his truth. I can't believe that. Yeah. And I Rich will Paul say, I more, Rich Paul has more clout than any agent in the NBA right now. I will say Paul could could have done that. Uh, there's no way he could be worried about telling his truth. There's That's no true. Way. Paul could have Paul could have just leaked it. He didn't have to even get. He, I don't want you to look there's bad. No Tyree. That's what I'm saying. There's no way I could have they, that. They made an I'll agreement. They made an agreement that this is what they were going to say, and he was okay with it. And he was okay with it. Yeah, I agree with so that. If that's the case. Why talk about it now? Yeah, man. I don't know. I will say, I remember, I remember we talked about that story, that storyline on the show. And I remember Eric said that, that I, I, if I remember correctly, like you said, it, it, it didn't sound right to you. That, that it was kind of a there's weird no thing. Way. I said, there's no way when you, and he's, I said, he's, he's, he's about to make some money. He's about to get a deal. There's no way he's going to come in and be like, Hey, I want to come and, and play, play less. And t- yeah. there's no, I said it there. There's no way he's asking for that. No way. Yeah. Yeah, Tyrese saying he called his mom afterwards, was like broken up hardcore over it, couldn't believe it. He was like in shambles, he said, after that. Yeah. Yep. He's looking good now, though. So that's good. <laughs> hey, he can he can attribute Doc's uh, bench into that, man. Made him the player he is today. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get to our game picks. So we have three game picks since we'll, Tasia and I are going to be traveling to Philadelphia on the day of the game, so we will not be – no show on Tuesday. So we'll be reconvening on Friday next week. Uh, so we have three game picks here. So we're going to begin with tonight's game on ESPN. Sixers will host the Sacramento Kings. Looking at the, uh, the injury report here, Kevin Herter is out. Um, Robert Covington is out, and so is Joel Embiid. So that's it. Um, the game earlier, it was a pick em. No one was a favorite, and now uh, Sixers are a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Sacramento Kings. Who do you guys have in this one? The Sixers, and we're covering the one and a half points. Let's go. I'm going Sixers too. I think uh, I think it's weird that we were – it was even close. Pick them. That's strange. It, that sounds strange to me. Uh, we we're missing Joel. and um, But the Kings are the kind of team that can lose and beat anybody, even without their best player. So, yeah, I'm going, uh, I'm going Sixers. All right. Um, so then Monday night, the Sixers will host on – well, actually, not Monday night, Monday afternoon. At 1 o'clock on Monday, the Sixers will host the Houston Rockets. Uh, obviously, no spread for that one, and I don't know who's going to be out for that one. Um, but based on what we know right now, we we all feel that Joel's probably not going to play in that game, so he'll play Tuesday probably. Um, but as of right now, um, I don't see – yeah, uh, it looks like Dylan Brooks may be the only one out for that one. And Victor Oladipo, the only one out for their team. Um, and then ours, Rocco's been out for the last few games, and so is Embiid. So let's go without Rocco, without Embiid, without Dylan Brooks. Um, who do you guys have in that one? Sixers, two in a row. All right. We're going to go without Embiid? Yep. Yes. And there was that Brooks. Payback. Yeah, we got yep. yeah, 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 I'll give us the win for that. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to go to the MVP showdown, Tasia, and I will be in Philadelphia for this one. Uh, Jokic versus Embiid uh, Tuesday night. Uh, and this is assuming Embiid's going to play in this one. But uh, Tuesday mm-hmm. night on TNT, 730. 
Sixers hosting Denver Nuggets. Who do you guys have in this one? Denver. Mm. Don't think we pull off three in a row. But you think Joel plays this one if he doesn't play the other two? I think he tries to play. Uh, I'm not. I don't have enough confidence that he'll be the same guy. I, I don't. I'm. I'm not feeling that right now. Like I just think it's more to this. I, I believe he'll play Monday and not Tuesday. I think Joel plays and we lose. Maybe he's getting really rested up for this game. Maybe he just wants to be 100% healthy for this game. Super Bowl, right? He's just getting like it's all. It's been about this game had a huge heart around it for like months. I mean, he got so much crap for missing the game, the second game last year when we played them. He the first did. Game, I mean, he got a yeah. lot of crap for that. Maybe he just wants to be 100% for this game. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if you were thinking about if you if Joel gave you a calendar, it was like, hey, uh, I want you to mark off my most important games of the season and give it back to me by end of day, you would probably mark this one, right? The Philly game, the Denver Philly game at Philly. Yeah, because of the because of the Joker, yeah. And, and yeah. they won the championship. You would think yep. that he wants to play, but I also think don't think that he's going to play if he really can't. Yeah. So, so if he doesn't play that game, that's that's a telling sign. Yes. Yeah. That that whole day to day thing, we could we could scrap that, and we we can just have it our our own analysis, calling it a two two to three two to three week, whatever whatever it is at that point. Yeah. Week to week for the next two months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, we you know uh, we'll be in the building. Our my our I don't know if Tasia is your first at Philly game before. Is it, you yes. Yeah, so yeah. Both of our first uh, Sixers games at Philadelphia. We are yep. usually away game guys, but at home for the first time. So hopefully, our magic, the dash magic, will be in the building. <laughs> But all right, guys. Well, we hope everyone enjoys the the long weekend ahead for everyone. Uh, hopefully everyone enjoys the podcast. And we'll see you guys next Friday, hopefully coming on a huge win streak, a huge national television win streak when we uh, preview the Orlando Magic and uh, Charlotte Hornets games uh, next week on, on the show. All right. Take it easy, guys. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.